Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Crime Sisters, y'all. Yes, we are. Yes, Coming we are. at you. We're yeah. back after a week off because Taylor thought she caught the plague. <laughs> um, we are the podcast where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other. Especially on days where we're both off, want to run errands, and record some crime shit. Hell yeah. Um, we like to talk about some crazy shit, though. Yeah, I heard there is three Three. in this case possibly Poss- yeah, no, three there. crazy things well <laughs> not really um not on my game not on her game and we like to have an adult beverage or two while doing it oh yes i'm excited yes um that excited bitch over there is taylor yes <laughs> that way more put together bitch over there is nikki uh, <laughs> it's dicey whether it's put together today let's just be real <laughs> but it's okay we're gonna get through this wholeheartedly going to get through this it's gonna be okay yeah it's gonna be okay y'all okay i first i have to talk about because we've been laughing about it all day long <laughs> it's not funny but it's, it's hilarious funny. <laughs> if you have been following the amby 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 heard <laughs> the amber heard johnny depp case her her defense is a disaster a disaster which like i told you on one hand it's great content and hilarious for the rest of us but on the other hand makes me very nervous that later she's going to be able to come back and say ineffective counsel but anyway yeah i don't know how that works for a defamation case i wonder if that's any different because with the defamation case you're not guilty or innocent you're just countersuing that it defamed you i don't know well because he's suing her right for defamation because of the op-ed she right. I, I just don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like there's a way that she's going to be able to, like, use this to her advantage. But anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. It's totally possible. Um, what is so funny about it is that, uh, I think this was Monday. <laughs> there's been so many objections and her lawyers <laughs> love to say hearsay <laughs> over and over and over and over about everybody. And they were um, examining Ben King, which is the, a property manager the couple had, um, especially in Australia during Pirates 5. And he asks him a question, and Ben King goes to, to say, like, yeah, I was told this. And the lawyer that literally asked him the question was like, oh, objection, hearsay. And the judge had to be like, you asked the question. <laughs> that was your question. You can't, you can't object to your own <laughs> question. What is happening? Because he was so amped up. So, oh my god, it's hilarious to me. It's funny now, but uh, it's. Crazy. I think it just speaks to like her overall life and character yeah. and everything she's got going on right now. So I could go ugh. into it, and I might do an episode on it because I'm like deep in the rabbit hole. So you are, which is totally fine, and I think we will. It might we might cover it next. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
What are we drinking today, Tay? Yes! What you got, girl? Mm-mm. We tried to find something that matched what this case is today, but we didn't really have anything. I did not have anything in my wine fridge. I apologize. But I am actually really excited about this. This is another Wink. We love Wink. Wink, if you want to sponsor us, please. Oh my God. We would love that. Yes. Um, we have a 2019 Fogland Cab Stav. Ooh. Um, also, we drink red wine cold because we're... We're those bougie bitches. It's... What is this? We're uncultured swine. This <laughs> <laughs> is what I was looking for there. Um... Um, actually, some reds are meant to be consumed at a colder temperature. I think it's just that one, oh, what's it called? It's, it has a really funky name. I don't know. Well, whatever. I am good with it cold, so. Me too. Call me, call me what you want to call me. I'm a fucking alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you saw that little dance that you just did. (laughs) I oh, love yeah, we, it. We were supposed to be recording. Yeah, and then I saw the state of your office, and I was like, I don't think yeah, you want me office, to. Yeah, my office, you guys, my office is a complete shit show right now. It's so Life, fun. life, it's fine. Harvested at the same latitude as the Farm Bordeaux wine region in the rain shadow of the Cascade Mountains, this light body cab sav shares characteristics of its old world fair bearers with some new world. <laughs> and this, this voice is making me froggy. With some new world Washington spirit. Notes of dark fruits, plum, and black cherry. Ooh. Ooh. Give this wine an air of familiarity, while a hint of black currant leads it a distinctive moody edge. Oh, well, that sounds like you. According to the journal, don't drink while pregnant. Um, also, uh, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink while alcohol pregnancy is about during pregnancy because of the risk of drug effects, assumption of alcoholic beverages, and impaired your ability to drive a car, operate machinery, and may cause health problems. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, sniffle my nose right into the microphone, but here we are. Here we so, are. 2019, Columbia Valley. I'm very excited about it. Boom. Let's see. Pop your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all I can... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't stop, don't twist. Do <laughs> you see where my head went there? Yeah. I forget how this works. Oh, I have to like... Yeah, you have to push it all the way down. There you okay. go. It's amateur hour around this fucking place. I haven't used this one in a while. Oh, you got it. You got it. Oh, God. I guess we should have prepped. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> God. Dang it. Oh, For the me. love. That was probably really loud in your ears. I'm sorry, everybody. <sighs> that was intense bro how's that smell let me smell it It smells like feet which means it's wine what (laughs) oh it smells really good actually interesting (laughs) okay can i explain to you you just poked yourself in the nose our bottle opener is like a long needle and you pump it and i literally yes i literally just stabbed myself in the nose trying to smell the cork Ow. Oh, we're sophisticated around this, bitch. I love the gold, the glugs. Okay, all right. Well, Beanie, yamas. All right. So, Beanie, let's, uh, why don't we tell everybody what we're covering today? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was distracted. That's really good. Is it good? It's, it is a very light cab salve. I don't really like to say Cabernet Sauvignon because I'm not like, I'm a pet. Or just cab, but not cab, cab sav. <laughs> cab sav. We went to a restaurant the other day. Mom was like, can I get a cab? And she was like, 
a what? A cab. That's all she ever calls it. And the lady was like, a cabernet? And she was like, yeah! She's like, yeah, that thing, you know. Duh. Not that mom didn't know what it was. It was just like, I was surprised the lady didn't catch on. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> okay. We, well, Nikki more specifically, we're going to do one yes. deep dive today. Um, like we did last time. We're going to experiment a little bit. It seemed like with Mr. Cruel. You guys yeah. liked that. Like you liked us doing just one more so than. Right. So we're going to see what happens. We're going to try it, especially because it's a lot less demanding on the two of us to be able to do that and actually be consistent every week. Because yeah. we have two weeks to technically do an episode or get like the, the information for you guys. And we really do. That's our goal is to be more consistent. I think we've said about that a million times. I'm not making promises, obviously. <laughs> um, you never make a promise for something you can't necessarily keep. But mm. that's the game plan. <laughs> So, but yeah, we're, today though, Nikki's gonna talk about the Springfield Three. Yes, I'm gonna regale you all with the Springfield Three. It's a huge case. Huge case. I don't know the specifics S- though. Still not solved to this day. So wow. I'm just gonna say that now. Okay? You're doing a not solved case. I am, and I, you know how I feel about you this. Hate I need. Well, I, okay, so I don't hate them. I just, I like, in I'm one of those that like. You know, if you're watching, like, true crime TV, like, the court, what are those, uh, Law and Orders and all those, mm-hmm. where it gets wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end, okay? Done. We've solved it. The ones that are not solved are the ones that we really need to talk about more, but those are the ones they like, they just get me. Yeah. I need the answers! <laughs> I, I need them. <laughs> I need to know! So, um, yeah, so we are, co- I'm covering the Springfield Three. So excited. Um, the Springfield Three include Stacy McCall... Suzanne or Susie Streeter, and Cheryl Levitt. Mm. Yes. Here we go. So, it was June 6, 1992, which was a very happy day for Susie and Stacy. Um, they had just graduated from Kickapoo High Kickapoo. School in Springfield, Missouri. Get it. That is an accomplishment. Y'all, Missouri is a crazy place. Anyway. High school is tougher than college. 10 out of 10. Yeah, because there's so much going on and there's so many pressures to like, you know, try to be cool or not cool or Ooh, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Absolutely. And you have eight hours of class versus two hours of class. Yeah, yeah it's stressful. <laughs> so the girls were excited, of course, and they had planned to do what everyone in high school graduation, like does after high school graduation, right, is to attend parties. Yeah. That's Although the I was trying to think about what I did after my high school graduation and I really could not remember. Granted, I graduated... I hate to say it, almost 20 years ago, but... (laughs) I'm coming up on 10. You are coming up on 10. It's so Um, crazy. I went to... We went to Bojo's. Oh, okay. We had pizza, and that was when Grandma followed the waitress back to the card station. She was afraid the waitress was going to scan her card and steal her money. (laughs) Our grandmother is perfectly fine. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) She's fine. Y'all, she's good. Anyway... So they had planned. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought you said that. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> they had planned to attend some parties. They were also planning the next day <laughs> to go to Branson, Missouri. Okay. So originally, the girls were going to stay the night at their friend Janelle Kirby's house. Okay. After the parties, Get um, a Kirby. because yeah, right, Kirby, because Janelle was and her boyfriend were supposed to be going with the girls to Branson in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that was the plan. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna stay there. Um, Stacy was one of these people that like constantly was in contact with her mom. So 
called her mom nonstop. I mean, it was 1992, so, like, you know, you're calling on landlines and stuff. But she was in pretty much a constant communication with her. Like, if something changed, she would let her know. Just kind of like we are Mm -hmm. as a family now. Oh, I am just asleep. So they all went to, they went to a party at what was called the Battlefield. I guess they had, like, a Battlefield. What? from one of the wars or something was there oh. and so it was like a like a reenactment place but it was like also a place where yes. people would go and have parties yes. so they were seen at this party oh so it's, it's more like a field it's just a it's a field. field yes it's literally like yes okay yeah and then they did make it to janelle's house so what ended up happening though was is obviously because janelle graduated too mm-hmm. she had family in town who came to watch her graduate and celebrate and yeah, all of that yeah. Um, Fair. It was also said that, like, the the girls, um, you know, because they were in, like, such a hurry mm-hmm. to leave and stuff, that Stacy not only, like, did she keep in constant contact with her mom, but, like, there was, like, a half, like, they had left her graduation cake. Like, she didn't even want to cut her graduation cake. She was like, we'll do it tomorrow, Mom, or whatever. Oh, God, my yeah. heart already. <laughs> um. So they, okay, sorry, again, they did make it to Janelle's house. I got ahead of myself. Um, but again, because there was so much family in town, the girls would have had to sleep on the floor. Yeah. And the girls decided together, um, that they just, they didn't want to do that. They were like, no, we can just go back over to, uh, Susie's house and we don't have to sleep on the floor. Cool. Okay. Makes sense. Do your thing. Um, so it was about 2 a.m. on the 7th. The girls decided to go ahead and leave. Um, and it was said that Janelle and her mom both had heard the girls saying that they were going to leave. Um, they were going to go back to Susie's, and they each drove their own car. Mm. So they, they weren't riding together. They were driving separate. Keeping in mind that these are also young, blonde girls. They're both blonde. Yep. Both very beautiful. And they were each driving a separate car, like a little red sports car, basically. Each yeah. of them had one. Okay. So, you know, that could kind of catch some people's attention. Yep. Um. So, yeah, they were just following each other back to Susie's. The girls arrived at 1717 East Delmar Street, which is where Susie lived with her mother, Cheryl. Okay. Sorry, my dog shook it out there for a second. Yeah, she shook it out and then was like looking all like she was going to stock something. But girlfriend, you seven pounds. You're not doing anything. We call that a factory reset. When she <laughs> comes out and like shakes her little ears. It's a hard reset. She's would like, like to, factory reset. Would you like to factory reset this Chewini? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you sure? It will erase all contents and settings. <laughs> yep. Please input your password. Um, so, this brings us also then to Cheryl, which is Susie's mother. Cheryl, the last time somebody had talked to her was about 11, 15 that night. Mm-hmm. Um, she spoke to one of her friends on the phone, and she was talking about, like, a dresser that she was, like, redoing. Okay. And then she headed to bed. Yeah. Drink break. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm not breathing. It's fine. Can I ask you a question unrelated? Yeah, go. Do you look at your microphone right there? What's it set on? Is it set on one circle or two circles? One. One. Okay. Is that what it's supposed to be? We're good. I just want to make sure we're on the same one because I was messing with my microphone. Oh, okay. We're good. Back to it. Okay. Um, so it was the next morning and okay. the girls were supposed to call Janelle to head for Branson. It was about eight o'clock and Janelle was like, okay, I haven't heard from him, but maybe they went to go get breakfast or something. I'll hang out. So by nine o'clock, Janelle still had not heard from the girls. And this is when her and her boyfriend decided to just go over to the house. Because they didn't live far, so they're like, let's just go check it out. So kind of same thing. Like, they were the, the, nobody answered the door. Um, All three cars were parked at the house. Never a good sign. This becomes important 
a little bit later, I'll tell you. So, the th- well, I guess I could tell you now. The thing about... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep this a secret gonna, until no, two no, seconds no, later. Let me just tell you. Okay. So, what it okay. was is there was a car park. Okay. And that is where Cheryl always parked. Okay. The uh, friend of the girls said that Susie always, she was a creature of habit, she always parked behind her mother in the carport. Always. Unless her mother wasn't there, then yes. she would park in the circle drive. Yeah, yeah, um, or if somebody else was in her spot, she would park in the circle drive. Okay. So it was said, though, that the girl's cars, her mom's was in the carport. Okay. Nobody behind her, and both of the girls were in the circle drive. That would be weird to me. So it's weird because it's like, okay, did she not park in this, like, did she not park behind her mom like she always does because somebody else's car was there? Or was, like, her mom's car not there? But it's two o'clock in the morning. So it's very odd that she would not have parked behind her mom. Yeah, because I'm thinking about that. And even with our own cars, they have very specific places that don't really deviate unless, like you said, the car, like, if I always park in the garage and if I'm not home, Gunnar knows not to park in the driveway or whatever that is. Right, Yeah. Yeah. No, that that makes complete sense. You really don't deviate from that because that's what makes sense. That's what works for you. No, exactly. Like, you just, yes, you stay on that path. So. What if her mom wasn't home? Mm, I don't know. To me, it doesn't sound like her mom wouldn't have been home. Like, right. I think her, I mean, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, I think her mom would have been home. How do you know it's 2 o'clock in the morning? Because you, last you told me, it was the morning where the people go over and all three cars are there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you're right. I'm sorry. It, so the next day when they see the cars parked there. Right. But when the girls got home at 2 a.m. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We don't know, I guess, if her mom's car was there or not. It's a safe assumption, though, because... Gotcha. Okay. The last person to have talked to her mom was at, like, 11.15. Oh, okay. All right. So, Thank you. I was like, wait a second. What's at 2 a.m.? What's at 2 a.m.? The girls getting to the house. Um, so we've got a whole bunch of time in there, right? That yes. it's like, we don't know. What's happening here. Um, so Janelle and her boyfriend, when they walked up to the front door, it was unlocked, Oof. which is sketchy because they never, you know, her mom never left the door unlocked. Okay, even in the 90s? Yeah. And because she lived with her, like, just her and her daughter. Oh, yeah, you would lock that door. Yeah. Um, so, and then the globe, just the globe around the front light was broken. Uh-huh. Not the light bulb itself. Okay. So at this point then, Janelle's boyfriend sees a broom on the porch, and he grabs it, and he starts sweeping up the glass. He thinks he's just being nice and helping them clean up. Right. Little does he know that, that he could potentially be cleaning up important evidence. Evidence. Right, which does happen in some of these cases. Yes. Um, once inside, in, so they did go inside, but then there was, like, literally no sign of the girls whatsoever. All three women were just gone. Weird. And they, th- so maybe they thought, like, again, they had gone to breakfast or something, um... But Susie's Yorkie was there and seemed really upset. So the Yorkie was, like, freaking out. Yeah. Didn't know what was going on. Um, They said that as they were looking through the house, Janelle, um, the phone rang. And so she went ahead and answered the phone. You know, it was just, like, instinctual just to pick up the phone. Totally. She said on the other end of the line was a creepy man's voice making... Sexually explicit comments no. to her. Yes. Oh, I have... Okay. Um, if I'm inferring that something bad happened, then why would he be calling back at the house? That's weird. Yeah, right? So, anyway, so she had called... Or, so she was like... She hung up. You know, she obviously yes. thought it was weird. She hung up, but she was like... 
focused on, like, trying to figure out, like, if her friends were, what, what they were up to. Yes. She notices that all three women's purses were there. Okay. Which is, like, not a good sign. Right. Also, uh, Susie and her mom, Cheryl, both were, like, heavy smokers. Mm-hmm. Heavy, heavy smokers. Okay. And the girls' cigarettes and lighters were both there also. So that was another, like... Hey, That's if you're, weird. You're not going to go somewhere without your cigarette and lighter. Like if you're an avid smoker. Yeah. Say if I've known any smokers in my life, they they don't need even like vapors. All those people they don't leave they don't without leave those things. Any of those things. So then again, while Janelle is still there, they uh, the phone rings again and she doesn't answer it this time. And apparently it was another sexually explicit uh, call, but it went to the voicemail. Good. Which ends up getting accidentally erased at some point. God dang it! I know! It's so irritating. Okay. So, at this point then, Janelle is, like, trying to get a hold of Stacy's mom. Because, remember, Stacy always stayed in contact with her mom. Yes, 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 yes. So, her mom's kind of freaking out at this point because she hasn't heard from Stacy either. Right. Nor did she know that Stacy wasn't staying at Janelle's. So, when oh, she talks to her, yeah, yeah. you know, she's like, wait a minute, I thought she was staying at your house. Right. And Janelle then tells her, like, no, the girls ended up coming back over here because there was really nowhere for them to sleep. She's like, but we that we haven't seen them. So, her and her boyfriend decide to leave because they're like, okay, well, we'll just give us the time and they'll be back. Well, it becomes, like, later and later in the day and nobody still hasn't... <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> My dog knocked over something and... Did it get you, Lola? It got you, didn't it, buddy? I know. Um, so it gets later in the day and still nobody's heard from them. So finally, Stacy's mom goes over to the house. Stacy's mom has, has got, got it going on. She's all I want and I've waited for so long. Stacy, can't you see? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> it was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I tried. I liked it. I tried. So she ends up going over to the house. Because she's like, I need to know what's going on. Right. She finds the same thing. So finally they call, somebody finally calls the authorities and like, this is not normal. This does not look good. Something isn't right here. Yes. Whatever. The authorities come, they find the same thing. They find like all the women's purses lined up. Like there's no sign of a like physical struggle, an altercation, no blood, no anything in the house whatsoever. As Just a matter- the light. Just that light on the front porch. Which wouldn't even be a sign of an altercation, technically. Those things happen. Yeah. it could Anything could have broken that light. Doesn't necessarily mean it was somebody. Right. Um, and then they do find Stacy's clothes that she was supposed to wear the next day, like, all folded up. Like, she had, like, folded them up, got them ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but her clothes were there other than, like, her underwear and the t-shirt she would have been wearing. So they're like, okay, well, she wouldn't have left without her clothes, right? Right. Not willingly, anyway, you don't think. No, you would think. You would think. So, um, and that is where it has kind of stayed for these girls. They have, they're just missing, okay? Good. Son of a biscuit. I... I can't turn mine off without it turning off my head. Wait, well, maybe I can now. Does it still record me? I don't know. Hello? I'm still recording. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, the girls are, they're reported missing, and that's just kind of where it starts, right? Right. So, the girls have now been missing. To, like, they're, they're still missing to this day. Ooh. Nothing has ever actually been solved. But, obviously, that's not where my story is going to end. So, no. I'm going to take you to 
what some of the potential things that have come out about them and some of the suspects in the potential case. Right. Of things, yes. So, there obviously were speculations that the girls maybe just got up and left. Okay. But where are you going again without your purse, without your cigarettes, without your cars? When has that ever been the case? Like, yeah. you hear that in every single case. Oh, they just went to start a new life. When has that actually ever happened? Besides, yeah, when like, does anybody... Who... I would like to know who these people are that, act, like you said, that actually went out and started a whole new life. Maybe just Tupac. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person I may um, believe I mean, it I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't believe these girls were so... Uh, so important or famous there we go infamous thank you that was the word i was looking for they were very important infamous that they needed to you know just disappear that's all i'm saying yeah i hear that all the time they started a new life he was tired of her so he just left or she just left and it's like that's never been the case like that no no it hasn't i can't recall a single story where that happened under like their own volition or yes, exactly. no, in their right minds. Yeah, no, because that hasn't happened. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Yeah. I get that you have to look at that, but that always infuriates me. Yes, it is very upsetting. Um it, yeah. So some of the some of the things that have been that they feel have been potential ideas besides that mm-hmm. were that um, somebody got in the house, of course, right? Mm-hmm. What they're saying is, is that maybe they used Susie's dog because the dog was said to have been outside in a place that it usually wasn't. So, like, maybe somebody walked along, grabbed the dog, went to the front door and said, oh, look, I found your dog, just wanted you to know. And in that case, then Cheryl would have answered the door. Oh, or absolutely. Susie or somebody would have answered the door. They're saying she would not have answered the door otherwise. Yeah. Um, there is a spot on the blinds. Where the blinds were closed, but there's like two of the slats were open where like somebody looked out the window. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that it didn't like fully close again all the way. So they were saying that like maybe somebody actually, like they went, they looked, it didn't fall down, and then they opened the door. Okay. So there, so that is one theory of how somebody could have gotten in the house. Mm-hmm. Another theory is, is that um, Susie's, Susie had a boyfriend who was involved in kind of like the satanic panic yeah you know world um him and two of his friends were actually going to jail or going to trial for grave robbing they had (laughs) that's not funny i'm sorry (laughs) they had broken in it's really disrespectful actually okay yeah really disrespectful they had broken into like a mausoleum, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. And they had stolen gold teeth from <laughs> a corpse. How do you, re- or do you just, you probably burn them down, huh? Or like smelt it down into gold and then sell that? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's gold, so I don't know. That's an interesting thought. Okay, so if you don't have a bone or if you're missing something, there are certain religions out there, and I won't name them because I don't want to be incorrect that I know of that will no longer allow you to be buried because, or you are not being buried within the religion's aspects as far as um, your body's no longer holy. Oh, okay. Because there's something going on, right? I had a teacher that told me this, and it's been a long time, so I may not be <laughs> quoting this correctly, because they it's something about, like, one of my family members, like, oh, they can't be buried now, or something like that. Anyway, I wonder, this is a thought, if you are, you are already in a grave and somebody robs from you or takes pieces of you do you think you are still not considered holy within that religion's eyes anymore 
all I can picture is literally like you're like chilling in heaven and then someone comes and just like fucking plucks you out and is like, you're missing your gold tooth and throws them into hell. <laughs> throws you back. Your body is no longer holy. Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. It's something th- that unlocked a weird memory of mine. Interesting. Wait, maybe it was when I got my tooth pulled. <laughs> I think I got a molar pulled. Did they have and this you on like, something? No, this was like my seventh grade teacher who was like, you can't be buried anymore. <gasps> And I was like, jokes on you, I'm not religious, but, or maybe I was at the time, I don't even know. You're like, oh my god, what? It didn't offend me, I was just like, why are you saying this to me? And that's not something I would just willingly say to somebody, so I was like, <laughs> she was bonkers, I remember this now. Anyway. Seventh grade bonkers teacher, got it. I have a first grade teacher that locked me in a closet for time out, I can tell that story too sometime, but. Oh my god. Oh, maybe we do a teacher episode. <gasps> Bad teachers. Yeah. Okay, anyway, back to the, the case at Han. Okay, we're stealing gold teeth. So, yes, so it was said that Susie's boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend, okay. him and two of his friends, they were going to trial for these, this grave robbing, and she had turned them in. Oh, for the love, what's happening? It was a yawn slash sneeze. Weird, okay. It really hurt. That seemed like a weird sensation. It really hurt, and I was trying not to make a noise on the podcast. <laughs> Um, so they were saying that she... Three sips of wine and it's already falling. I know. What is wrong with you, girl? Nothing. Okay, good. I told you I didn't take my meds till this morning, so I think I'm just delayed. Your meds... The meds haven't kicked in. No. No. (laughs) Um, so yes, anyway, they were saying that, uh, she turned them in. Okay. And so because of that, they were saying that it could have been, uh, revenge. That they were maybe just after Susie, but then... Stacy and her mother Cheryl were there, so they took them too. She didn't pull the teeth out of these guys, these cronies. No, but they were saying that revenge-wise, meaning like the boyfriend yeah. and his friends were coming back for revenge because she told on them. I, yeah. Yeah. Don't do stuff that puts your loved ones in danger. No. No. So then there was another um, possibility, and I cannot remember the guy's name to save my life, and this I forgot to put in my notes, but there was another guy that in the in the town had been convicted of killing a girl. Um, okay. I think it was his girlfriend, but he murdered, oh no, it wasn't his girlfriend, I'm sorry, but he murdered her and he killed, like strangled her and killed her, and so they were saying that maybe he could have been one of the people that had done it. Apparently, he was linked to that battlefield that we were talking about mm-hmm. um, because he was, like, an avid, like, Civil War guy, whatever. So, like, he would travel to different places to, like, see these monuments. Yeah. And, and so they were saying that maybe he ran into the girls or he saw the girls at this party while he was there and then he decided to follow them home the only problem with that theory is is that with the other girl that he killed, um, it was very, like, gruesome. Like, he had killed her in her car. They found her body. Yeah. Like, it was it was not like what it is in this case. The where, M.O. was different. Yeah, so the M.O. was completely different. But it all happened around the same time, so, of course, they had to look into was it potentially linked. Okay? Fair. Yeah. Um, there was an invest... They had gotten a tip... At one point, okay. that the girls' bodies were buried in the foundation of a parking garage at a uh, what was called Cox Hospital. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so they did one of those like ground penetrating radars to see if there was anything that could be 
found in the... At a hospital, At a said? hospital. The parking garage of a hospital. Parking... Okay, this is the part of the case where... That's why I was like... I was, I was processing. Otherwise, I would have laughed at Cox Hospital. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I was processing that because I remembered this part where they were saying their bodies could be under there. Yes. Or they were looking for them. That's the only part of this case I know. <laughs> yeah, so they had gotten a... They had gotten a tip and that... So they used ground-penetrating radar. Mm-hmm. Um, they did find three anomalies... Roughly the same size. Um, yes, I know. That could be consistent with, like, grave site looking, you know, like... Okay, great. Right. Are we digging it up? No. Why? Because they... Because, it, like, the police never said, like... They've never really said that, like, oh, there's enough reasonable belief to go ahead and do it. I don't know who all has to get involved in order to say, hey, we're going to dig up a hospital's parking lot. I, I, sorry, I just... <laughs> I just, just... It would be extremely me. costly, the construction. There's a whole bunch that goes into it. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just giving you, like, the reasons why it hasn't been done yet. I... I feel like everything you just said was enough reasonable cause to do it. Absolutely. No, I agree. But there because it's such a costly process... And because it's a hospital, so, like, who has to pay for that? Like, where does the money come from? If I saw a bill in my next electoral thing that said, hey, would you pay extra taxes to see if these are the bodies of the three women? I guarantee at least 50% of people would do it. Probably, yeah. And that's how you pay for it. I guess that's me. I don't know if that even works that way. I don't know if that's how it works either is the problem, But if you could pay extra taxes to help with these things... Yes. I would do it. They're saying... They're just saying it's illogical at this point to do it when this was a... A tip, you know, that came in and they don't have any other reason to believe it other than the ground radar, the ground penetrating radar, because it technically could be anything else. You know what I mean? Sure, but that's two reasons. No, I, yes, 100%. A tip? And then also stating like, hey, we found something. Don't you want to know what that something is? So, well, and then this is the other problem is that they they then later divulged that the person who gave them this tip claimed to be a psychic which we know credibility so for that once they like if this person had just called in the tip it probably would have been taken more seriously and i hate to say that but because it was a psychic they're like well we're not gonna pay much mind to that yeah, there, there is a lot of stigma around those types of things yeah which i think we could probably do a whole case on psychics and talk about like credibility versus non-credibility our own experiences yeah yeah hmm. so yeah that and then that brings me to our final suspect who in my opinion is the best suspect okay um the best worst person cool yep the best worst person love it um oh wait before actually i'm sorry before i get to him let me throw this in there there were people who have said that they um they had seen a van around the house around the time of like in between that night and the next morning okay um he was parked on the back side of the fence and on that side of the fence was actually a dental office okay and the dental office the the person who owned it Uh uh-huh he called the cops and said yeah there was a van a mysterious van that i'd never noticed parked there um and somebody had been illegally dumping into his trash cans oh no and so he thought it was maybe like somebody illegally dumping so he went to go get something to write down the license plate and by the time he came back out it was gone they were gone because it's not 
you don't have your phone on you to snap a picture because it's a different time period. Exactly. And which brings me to one more that I almost forgot about before I get to the last suspect. What's going on with your glasses, girlfriend? They're like this. Because this, because of how I have my headphone on, if I put it where it needs to go, it's digging into the side of my head. Oh. So I'm just rocking the sideways (laughs) glasses look so it's it's not digging into my head. She looks really dorky and I was only curious because my eyes are so bad that if it was, I was doing that, I I couldn't see. Oh, okay. Versus for you, your eyes aren't that bad. You're like, wait a minute, are my eyes that bad that I am seeing crooked? (laughs) Seriously, I was staring at you and I was like, what is happening here? Straighten your head. Yeah. Like, maybe my head's just tilted sideways. Your head's tilted to the side. Oh, man. Okay. But yeah, okay. You remembered another thing. Yes, I remembered one more. I'm sorry. Yes, I remembered one more. I'm going to derailing. So... Bear with me, guys. I had only gotten about half of my notes done, but I had listened to several things on this case, so I knew what I was doing. I just knew that there was a potential I'd forget something. But happens. So happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us. Life. If y'all knew what I was going through, you'd understand. <laughs> Life has just been crazy. But okay. Anyway, so one more that goes back to with the van. Okay, I'm ready. Is um, there was a campsite. That these two young guys, they were 15 and 17, were staying at. Okay. They said at some point during their stay at this campsite that a um, a van pulled up at the campsite next to them but did not see them because it was like a little bit later at night. And okay. the van, when it pulled over, three men got out with three women. They said at that point, one woman was killed instantly. Oh, Jesus. And the other two girls were then raped repeatedly and shoved back into oh, the van. So the, the daughters and, and the mom. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, like... I, I would assume, unless this guy has a, uh, like, a familial kink. Yeah. So the, like, one of the ladies was killed, the other two were then raped and put back into the van, mm. and they, the guys said that they literally, and then the van left, but they literally sat there for, like, four hours listening to all of this, and not moving, not making a sound, because they didn't want them to know that they were there, right? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh, so no. the 15-year-old is the one that told this story, and he, he told everybody, what happened, that it still haunts him to this day, and the 17-year-old subsequently, unfortunately, killed himself, like, two weeks later. So, we don't know if... Yeah, he killed himself. So, we don't really know if, like, he was so traumatized that that's why he did it. We don't know if he had other reasons for doing it, but it all seems kind of coincidental you know what i mean like it's it's all it, it literally is all coincidental evidence like yes. it's all so of course cops went there they've all they've searched the area they've done you know their due diligence to try to find anything and it never really generated anything but that's where the van came in okay um okay so then this leads us to our final victim or our victim, victim. no he is a bad dude he's not the victim um, that brings me to Robert Craig Cox. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, Hospital than him? Yeah, right? Huh? Huh? He is actually a convicted kidnapper and robber. Okay. Um, he And he was a suspect in Florida for murder. Okay. The reason Robert is looked at so heavily for this is because he actually told a journalist that he knew the three women had been married, or married, god damn it. 
What is with me today? Your brain's not working. It's scrambled. It is. It's mush. It's like... <laughs> it's going downhill. It's down 3.30. It's been a really long it's day, It's been a y'all. long day, y'all, and normally I don't have to talk this long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you usually don't do this long of cases. You're doing great. You're doing great, honey. We're gonna get through it. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to read when your glasses are like that. <laughs> no, actually, it's really not. It feels so much better. <laughs> Um, he knew that the three women had been murdered, murdered and buried and claimed their bodies would never be recovered. So they're out of the freaking hospital! <sighs> so in 1992, when the girls went missing, he was living in Springfield. Okay. And he was interviewed then and okay. told the investigators that he was with his girlfriend at church the morning, that morning and the, like, the morning that the women had disappeared. Okay. Um, she corroborated this. Okay. However, she later recanted her statement and said that Cox had asked her to say that. So I also listened to, I know, right? But here's the thing is you listen to this woman's daughter talk about Cox because okay. she had to live with him while all of this was going Fair. on. Okay. And he was like basically just an abusive piece of shit. And so like, and the girls kept being like, Mom, why are you staying with this man? And she kept being like, oh, I know he seems like he's got his bad faults, but he really has his goods too. And then she became yeah. afraid of him. Oh, absolutely. So, so it was like her flight or fight was, you know, was yeah. to just go along with what he said to, to not, yep. Not upset know, him, literally. Yeah, to literally not upset him. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, I know. He... Cox had also stated that he was at the home of his parents the night of the disappearance, and they confirmed that alibi. Um, however, authorities were uncertain if Cox was involved in the case or if he was seeking recognition for trying to get out of his previous issues. Yep. So, like, he was falsifying a statement. Mm -hmm. um, the only other thing that really was concerning is that Cox stated to authorities and journalists that he would disclose what happened to the three women after his mother died. Oh, because yes. he... Oh. He doesn't want his mother to... If he did do it, he doesn't want his, his mother, mother to know. know. Is she dead? No. God, I'm sorry, Betty, but... Betty, we need you to take one for the team and Kick. move on. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the can because your son killed some people and we need to know about and it. And we need to know about it. Not saying we, you know, we want you to die and all, but, like, we got to figure this out and if you're tribute, we don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm sorry. You birthed him, so... Oh. Right? Fudge. That is pretty damning. Yes. So, I mean, literally the case remains unsolved as of today. Um, they have gotten upwards of 5,000 tips from people in the public. Yeah. Um, they're, they dedicated a bench to the girls and the late. You know, they've yeah. done these things to try to move on with their lives. Um, two of them were declared dead by their families because you know it's obviously been so long um what is that third are we looking at 30 years now yeah right a little under yeah so or no maybe because no, it was 20 or 1992 oh yeah literally 30 years yeah so it's literally 30 years as of this year um and oh. they're still it's still an open investigation they are still trying to um figure things out mm -hmm. but as of now they are in the parking garage at the under the concrete and it was him who did it it was robert cox who did it yep and then he put them their bodies there and then yes. the yes and then the hospital came and built yeah yeah literally i mean i just feel like because at this point 
he's not saving himself from jail or anything else, especially by saying, I'll tell you what happened to them once my mother dies. That uh-huh. doesn't help him at all right now. Great. We'll so see you at the open cos- the casket. Right? So, like, <laughs> if he's just using that to, like, help him get out of jail, like they said, like, maybe falsifying statements to, like, yeah. help his previous or his, like, pending stuff. Yeah. It doesn't help him to not say anything at all. No, not at all. So, it's like, yeah. Ooh, he wants recognition. So, I'm, like, torn. Like, do I believe him? Do I not? The other thing is, and I won't even get into it because I, it, it's, you know, no point in going back, but at one point... Um, Susie's brother, so Cheryl's son, Bart, was also looked at as a suspect because he had gotten into a fight with his mom or his sister or whatever. Yeah. Long story short, it was not him. Um, but it just goes to show, like, how many people and how many situations and scenarios they thought that it could be. Yeah. And it's still unsolved. That is what blows my mind about some of these things where it's like, how, how do we not have these bodies or how are people unidentified or, and maybe it's because I grew up in the age of technology. So it's very different now, but it just, it is different. It's different for us in general. And I think because, you know, in the last, what is it? The last three years, the, you know, year of justice and everything else, like we're solving cases that are this plus old GSK, I, the I-65 was just yes, one. Yep. Like, the DNA Doe Project, if any of you know what that is, you can donate to them. And they literally use genealogy to identify does. And literally, <laughs> Sorry, you are all tangled up. I got wrapped up in my headphones. My dog's attacking. Yeah. But they've, they're solving left and right. And so it feels, I don't know. This is a notorious case, though. You hear about this a lot. It is. And, you know, again, the thing is, is, like, there's really nothing to go off of whatsoever. There was nothing at the yeah. at the scene. There was, I mean, there's just nothing. So it's not like they have all this evidence but can't do anything with it. It's like, it's almost like these girls just vanished. You know what I mean? Like, an alien came down. <laughs> I was going to say alien, and then I was like, <laughs> scooped them up, <laughs> took them away. <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. girls. So, R.I.P. girls. And that is my case. Oh, good job. Thank you. That, that case makes me sad. And not a lot yeah. of cases affect affect me anymore, but that one, for whatever reason, I think, because it's just so, like... They're just gone. You know what it feels like? Bryce LaPatia is the same way for me, because he's just gone, too. Yeah. But this feels like those commercials where it's like, oh, I caught you a dollar. You're going to have to be quicker than that, though, because it's like, okay, the three anomalies, <laughs> Robert Robert Cox, right? Like, Yeah, like there's things there. Yeah. But it's like unless there's some significant piece of information that comes forward or he divulges where they are if he, in fact, did do it and then – they find out that's where they are. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it just, it, it's like one of those cases that it's like there's nothing and then it's like one piece away from solving the whole thing. Yep. And it's just so frustrating. <laughs> I hope someday, ah. I hope someday we get there for yeah. these girls. I mean, I think about the one, um, gosh, now I can't even think about the name of it, but where they found the bodies in the barrels and like amateur loose, right? Yeah. And so I'm hopeful with what we have going on. That they'll be able to figure it out. I honestly, I know a lot of people get upset about, like, the privacy policies. But, like, if you're up for it, submit your evidence. Like, submit your DNA. Do it. A hundred percent. I cannot imagine a world where that wouldn't be worth it to me. If yeah. some, if submitting my evidence or my DNA helped a family find closure, 
100%. Do it. If I thought somebody, like, uh, yeah, again, if I thought, like, there was a case where if submitting something would help, I totally would do it, but. Oh, I'm just going to do, like, 23andMe or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Well, great job. Thanks, Brady. Are you ready to lighten the mood? Let's lighten the mood. Y'all, Tay is coming at you with the quirky clippings today since yes. I did the case sheet. So let's, let's. Let's hope she can deliver. Oof, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's hard to remember what we've done already or not. It is hard, but depending on how you did it, we'll see. Well, What'd you, you got for us? At this point of the, the episode, I'm typically so drunk that, or not drunk, tipsy is a better word for it. I usually haven't had enough to drink that I'm like giddy. Um, you want a joke? Oh, yes! I love starting them off with jokes. Serial killer jokes are okay. As long as they're properly executed. <laughs> Oh, my god! That proper execution, though. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be caught. And it's just a mess. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, this is horrible. What do you call a serial killer that only kills fat people? Uh, I don't know. A mass murderer. Oh! <laughs> oh, no! What do you get if you're inducted into the Serial Killer Hall of Fame? What? A lifetime dismemberment. <laughs> or dismembership, sorry. Dismembership. A lifetime dismembership. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Do they all dismember? I mean, not all, but a not good no. portion, right? <laughs> if you're being chased by a serial killer, both of you are running for your life. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to save this website because there's... Thousands of them. They're oh so good. Oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> so, okay, I have to. Can I? I'm going to tell everybody about the shirt I found. Oh, so people were it's very so unamused with me when I showed them this shirt, except for Taylor. Of course, she appro- she approved. My fiance and our father did not. I'm sure your husband thought it was funny. My husband thought it was funny. Everybody else did not, uh, besides you, mom. Um, mom was on the fence, I think. Okay, okay, it's fair. It, it's, it is, uh, risque, <laughs> to say the least. So, I found a t-shirt, y'all, that says, um, choke me like Bundy <laughs> and eat me like Dahmer. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think it's hilarious. And when I laughed, our father was like, well, I'm sure their victims don't find it funny. And I was like, you're right, but they're not around to laugh about it. So, unfortunately. I, I want to have empathy, but that's freaking funny. People and it actually had a picture of Bundy and Dahmer. Dahmer yep. <laughs> yep. I loved it so much. So, any of you true crimeians, you might have enjoyed that. Anyway, back to you, Bean. <laughs> All right. Let's get going here. Here's why you shouldn't try to rob someone walking a dog. Uh-oh. Poop stain led cops to suspect in Miami. What? <laughs> oh, no. So I think the dog just started, like, pooping as they were going, and she was he was trying to rob the person. Oh, no. Okay. Whew. Uh, best use for a private plane. Florida man's sus- Sex. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That wasn't it? Okay. That was not it. Uh, close. Florida man suspected of using a private plane to draw a giant penis on the radar. <laughs> radar where all these planes are and all you can see is this penis and that's how he <laughs> he flew in a circle oh or in, in the shape of a oh penis oh my god oh my gosh okay this is a florida man one florida man um <laughs> thousands of gun owners in florida planning to shoot down hurricane irma <laughs> 
Okay, this might be a time where I say I'm going to guess that they're a bunch of Republicans or rednecks. Yeah, I... I... (laughs) Not in a bad way, I'm just saying. (laughs) Someone's comment says, and Americans wonder why the rest of the world mocks them. (laughs) You're not wrong. That's why the aliens, like, get their popcorn as, like, we're a freaking telenovela or whatever. (laughs) Oh, wait, I just found an extra one. Okay, two more. Okay. Teen burglar kills goldfish because he didn't want to leave behind any witnesses. (laughs) Stop it! Not the goldfish! That's fucked up! I was just remembering... Oh my god! Do you remember the one where um, the parrot, like, Mm. gave up the drug Mm -hmm. dealers? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Okay, one more. Hey, I've killed a fish before, and not intentionally, and it was sad. It was sad. And then I... I said I didn't do it, and our cousin totally ratted us out. This was a narc even at, like, four. Bitch. Who? Lacey. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, who? I was like, wait, which one? <laughs> uh, burglar high on bath salts breaks into family's home and puts up Christmas decorations for him. Oh, that's so nice of I him. Know. Yes. Can somebody do that but come and clean my house? I know, right? Please. <laughs> Police say a man with no hands and no legs is armed and on the run. <laughs> Okay, now I'm done. Not. <laughs> that's that, awful. That's way more than I meant to do. I just found oh a couple as God. I was sitting there. I can't. That's so tacky. That's so, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, oh man. my God, you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Yes. At <laughs> um, us. Tweet us. No, we don't even have tweet. We don't have Twitter anymore. We don't have the tweet. We don't have the tweet. Well, Elon Nobody Musk has is... the tweet anymore. <laughs> Elon Musk is shutting it down. Elon Musk shut it down. Shut that shit down. It's not shut down yet, I don't think. Um, Let me go on there. You can literally just log on to Twitter and find porn. It's phenomenal. Really? I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not a tweeter. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what a tweet is. I don't tweet. So. No, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Um, If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We <laughs> Despite how it may sound, I do like feedback. Um, <laughs> just don't tell me I smack my lips because I'm working on it, y'all. Today was much better than I usual. I feel like today was better. Really? Oh, jeez. And you just did it. She ruined it. I know. She was mentally thinking about it. Fucking ruined it. Okay. Ru- ruined it. We are on Patreon. So if we get some more people on there, we will start a regular schedule of Patreon episodes yes, for you. Ma'am. Um, Yeah, everything is Quirky Crime Sisters. K. K. C-O-R-K-Y-C-R-I-N-E-S-I-S-T-E-R-S. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week, yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Find someone that chokes you like Bundy and eats you like Dahmer. Goodbye.